0: At the time of this recording, I can say that what you're getting ready to hear is the most timely network marketing content I have ever shared and the most important for the time and history in which it is being delivered. I understand that's saying a lot uh, considering I've been around for 35 years and I know it may sound like a, a lot of marketing hype, but I sincerely believe this and I don't mind being on record as I say that. You know, without question, the most important training program I have is at ProgrammingYourMind.com, and it always will be the most important thing I can share with the world. However, at the time that this program was produced, the wisdom had been in the marketplace for many, many years. All I was able to do with that program is share with people the step-by-step progress that I use to implement the wisdom into my life on a daily basis however I think it's safe to say that what we're going to be talking about has never been shared by any network marketing leader ever in the history of network marketing this is an episode ladies and gentlemen that you want to pay close close attention to Welcome to this session of the No Fluff Network Marketing Leadership Development Podcast. The title of this session is Engagement, Gamification, Hunger, and the Ripple Effect, the most important thing a leader can do for their team. On Thursday, November 8th, the official Take Back the Network Marketing Industry movement was launched. Uh, You'll be able to learn more about that. Uh, Soon at www.takebacktheindustry.com We'll talk more about that movement later in this session But that's not really the reason for this podcast Uh, My email box was bombarded uh, With emails uh, for the next 12 hours After we actually did that webinar this past week And I do want to share with you One of the emails I received because I believe every leader who listens to this podcast has many people just like Bernetta on your team. So listen up, guys, and and think about the people that you have on your team that feel exactly the way she does. She said, Hi, Dale. First of all, I just want to say thank you for all you do and have done for so many years. I'm so excited and terrified at the same time. I've learned that when you let go of everything, the right things return back to you. Man, that's wisdom right there. Uh, I am, I am the one that shared my friend, Fernita Tate's quote. That's basically my motto in life, not just for network marketing, but I'm glad that it touched you so, so, the, it, I'm glad it touched you so. You are the epitome of that quote. I have been struggling with my network marketing journey due to mostly the fact that my family has been not been supportive and has literally been destructive to my goals. I've taken this time to build my inner spiritual strength and deal head on with my fears. It's still terrifying, but not as terrifying as life without pursuing and succeeding in network marketing. Man, what a what a What a statement. I'm going to read that again. I've taken the time to build my inner spiritual strength and deal head on with my fears. It's still terrifying, but not as terrifying as pursuing, not as terrifying as a life without pursuing and succeeding in network marketing. Man, how many people do you have that feel that way, guys? Uh, I started this journey in 2005 and had absolutely no idea what I was doing, and now I definitely cannot say that. Uh, Tears were streaming down my cheeks this evening while listening to you. I told myself that I'm not going to let my family be broke anymore. I have too many things to achieve in this lifetime, and I can't do it without network marketing. This is the realization. I got chills, guys. So many people feel this way, and it's so true. That foo-foo, it's so, this is a realization. That foo-foo dust trap is so vast, and you don't even realize that you're falling into it. Tonight just blew my mind. I just kept thinking, how in the world are there only 172 people on this webinar? I was thinking the same thing. And then I just kept Thanking God that I was one of them. God bless you and Dawn and everyone who's part of this. I'm grateful to have this opportunity to change my life. I believe anyone who is serious needs this as soon as possible. I know I do. Thanks again. Sincerely, Bernita Michael. Guys, even if you don't understand, I want to give you the webinar where you can see a replay of what she saw. And I know many of you are leaders. You don't really understand maybe where people are coming from that feel this way, but I promise your organization is full of them. And I promise there's some answers that have not been available to the profession until now are for you and your team. And I just got to do this. I, I, I use this quote all the time, but I just got to use say it one more time because I love it. It's the one of the most powerful quotes that I have heard in years from Fernita Tate and again, Uh, Bernadette originally shared it with me. It really has become my calling to the industry, especially at this time and place. But, man, I love this quote. It says, she said, don't resell the lies you bought, quote, unquote, affiliate markers. Don't resell the lies you bought. Obliterate them so no one else gets a hold of them and unlearn them. Re-educate yourself and then teach what is true. I just absolutely, absolutely love that. Okay, let's get into the session, guys. This is going to be kind of deep, but I'm going to do my very best to communicate this, and I want you to really get a paradigm shift as we go through this session. Uh, I've said many times that the network marketing business model is the most challenging in the world, but it's also the most rewarding it's rewarding because you have the opportunity to positively affect so many other people's lives and so many families and I can tell you that after 35 years that the ripple effect that I know many of you are creating right now the positive ripple effect is much larger than you can even imagine with most businesses if you have the right skills and the right timing in the right context or the right funding you can do very well if your product provides real value to the end user to the consumer and of course those of you that are shark tank fans like i am we see this on shark tank every single week you know if you have the right skills the right timing the right contacts ie funding you can do very well network marketing requires all the above But the power and the challenge of network marketing is you have, you must have the correct mindsets and you do not necessarily need the right funding slash contacts. I certainly didn't have them when I started as a 20 year old snot nose kid. So network marketing requires pretty much everything that a traditional business does but it, it requires an extra dose of determination and, and the ability to understand and internalize proper mindsets and then the ability to duplicate your efforts through the efforts of other people. You know, so everybody, kind of 97% of us, in come into this profession with the skill sets and mindsets to fail. We all do, but it is our opportunity to do more than we ever dreamed possible. But it's not, there ain't no foo-foo to us. You know, as old tycoon J. Paul Getty said, I'd rather earn 1% on the efforts of 100 people than 100% of my own efforts. And network marketing gives all of us the chance to not just market the products, but also to market the business opportunity and create royalties. And let's face it, if you know a lot of people that have jobs, the reason people have jobs is because somebody's making a profit on what's going on and them being there. And I understand in today's world, employees and employers have, kind of have this uh, dysfunctional relationship where employers are going to pay you just enough as a, an employee that you don't quit. And employees are going to work just hard enough where they don't get fired. Well, guys, that's very, very dysfunctional for everybody involved. Network marketing requires the skill sets to build a volunteer army. Any business school graduate can hire and fire people. And I'm not saying anything negative about those of you that are business school graduates. I'm just stating that this profession is is different building a voluntary army is much different network marketing leaders must be able to build productive teams with no hiring no firing no income guarantees but the good news is there's also no income limits this profession requires a tremendous amount of vision and trust way beyond what's required in the corporate world I remember when my middle daughter a couple years ago graduated got her master's degree in psychology uh, Channing some of you have met Channing over the years I'm very proud of my daughters all three of them I remember going to Channing's graduation and the guy giving the speech um, at the end of her graduation told the graduates that they over their lifetime are expected to have nine different jobs and seven different career paths. And I remember it just absolutely blew my mind, you know, because for years it was go to work, go to school, get a good education, go to work for a good company, spend 30 years, 40 years there and retire. And the world's changed. The world's changed at levels that most people can't even wrap their minds around. And, You know, network marketing is a very, very unique business model. And I believe the three benefits of network marketing are, number one, the leader you must become. And see, that freaks a lot of people out, not the people that listen to this podcast, but it freaks a lot of people out. Because most people don't perceive themselves to to have leadership abilities, and what they don't realize is leadership abilities can be developed. It doesn't take Michael Jordan talent to develop your own internal leadership abilities. We all can maximize and work towards maximizing our own personal leadership abilities. You know, as as Art Williams said, all you can do is all you can do, but all you can do is enough. And I believe that in this profession. I've seen people that, you know, really had no sales, marketing, leadership abilities that have entered this program and developed them really read the right books wrap their mind around the right principles and concepts and ideas and achieve awesome things now that's not the majority but there's people that have done it and if others have why not you so and why not the people on your team see why don't you expect that from your the people on your team most people are just glad if they participate and engage whether they progress is not what most people in this industry that we call leaders are even focused on. They're not focused on the progression of their people, they're focused on the engagement of their people and them staying on autoship one more month. So number one is the leadership, the, the three top benefits of leadership, the leadership you must the leader you must become, the friendships you develop, and then number three is the lifestyle the passive income can provide and let me say this different than i've ever said it before the lifestyle the passive income can provide the passive income through your investments can provide the goal in network marketing is get yourself in a situation where you can live a comfortable life the rest of your life if you never get another check from your company because you have rental income coming in from the duplexes you own or the apartment building you own or the hotel that you own or whatever. That you have income coming in passive that's coming from someplace other than your company and your commission and override check. That's when you've really made it in this profession. And what happens in network marketing happens in life. People start making Eight, nine, ten thousand dollars a month. They've lived on six thousand their whole life, and then they start building 14, they start spending 14,000 because they want to keep up with the Joneses. They want to travel the world all in one month. And, you know, that's another topic maybe for another day, and we have talked about it in other sessions on this podcast. What I want to do tonight, today, whenever you're listening to this podcast, is dig a little bit deeper. And, you know, when we talk about leadership, friendships and lifestyle, what does it really mean? And, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. And the number one benefit as a leader is seeing the people that you personally work with make it, whatever that means for them. Let me say that again. The number one benefit in this business Is seeing people that you've worked with make it whatever that means for them. You know, one thing I I say here, uh, and the one thing that we that you know I'm not afraid to talk about. And if you listen closely to most self-proclaimed network marketing gurus, and this really is what separates the teachers, trainers, gurus in any business model, what I'm getting ready to share with you. And I've never shared it at the level that I'm getting ready to. But what really separates them, a lot of people talk about how much money they make. You know, you hear network marketing uh, gurus saying that, well, I was the top network, I was the top comp- earner in my company, blah, 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 blah. I did this, I did this. Very few talk, and some will talk about, the the earners on their team very few but I can but I'm I'm willing to talk about the people that had never been involved in network marketing. See there's a lot of people that now have experienced network marketers that they're working with but I want to take it a little bit deeper and talk about the people that had never been involved in network marketing, never been involved in direct sales, never made a nickel in, in this profession or this type of business model that we were able to work with and systematically step-by-step patiently bring them down the road. People that, you know, I, I have personally recruited that had never been involved in the profession, but went on and developed five, six, seven-figure incomes and accomplished what they came here to accomplish. See, to me, that is, you know, the older I get, the more vocal I become, but also the more convicted I become. And again, it's because of track record. So... The second part of this and a part that I'm almost as grateful about and I would say this would be number two is the people that make it outside of this profession that started within the network marketing profession. People that I personally work with and others whose stories are documented. You know, when we look at people like Ted Turner, you know, billionaire icon, uh, Charles, the late Charles Gibbons, who wrote Wealth Without Risk and was a huge entrepreneur. And even, you know, speakers like the late Zig Ziglar and many business icons got their start with network marketing. I mean, Charles Gibbons and Ted Turner both started with uh there to be great. Both of them. So, you know, I think about people like Greg, and I probably have talked about Greg, maybe I have on one of these podcasts before, but Greg, when I met Greg, he was a lumber salesman. He caught on lumber yards and sold lumber for, I think it was Georgia Pacific. I can't remember. And, you know, he got plugged into uh, our team and, understood reasons was exposed to people like Earl Nightingale and Jim Rohn and many, many more and really developed the hunger for personal growth, personal development. Uh, he achieved a couple of rank promotions within our company and was doing a really good job. And, uh, you know, he wasn't, he was an introvert, but, but, he, he he kept telling me, Dale, I'm getting better in my regular job because of this. And then one day, you know, he, he, he ended up getting transferred uh, into Western Kentucky. And in that time and place, uh, it wasn't like today where everybody orders directly from the company. So you develop, you know, customers who... Uh, basically, you got their product and they came and got it, and it's a different time and place from that standpoint, but only from that standpoint. Only how products were distributed, not and the skill sets and mindsets necessary for team building are the exact same today as they've ever been. And anybody that tells you differently is not telling you the truth. But, long story short, I lost contact with greg over the years i took care of some of his customers and probably 10 15 years later i was in lexington kentucky and this guy came up to me and he looked real familiar and he said are you dale i said yeah he said it's greg and i looked at him like i'm sorry he said no it's greg and he oh and oh, i Greg, how you doing, man? Last time I heard, you know, you were living in western Kentucky and he said, Dale, he said, today, he said, I'm we're in Lexington, we're visiting some family. He said, but I own four different lumber yards. He said, I employ I forgot how many people, and he said, My life couldn't even be any better. And he said, I just need to tell you, he said, I'm so glad. He said I've thought about this many times. He said, if I had not joined you back then and Shackley, which was the company he was with me with, and internalized the the principles and the concepts and been exposed to the people that you exposed me to, none of it would have ever happened. He said me and my wife talk about that all the time. And he said, can I give you a hug? So, And I haven't seen him since that day, and that's been 15, 20 years ago. Um, I think about Dave. You know, Dave was... A, I believe it's part-time policeman, part of our group, really turned in, really plugged in, got, you know, internalized, plugged into principles and concepts and ideas. And I hadn't talked to him probably in 10 or 12 years. I talked to him this year, and he's now teaching state policemen uh, in, his, in his community, uh, principles, ideas, concepts, to help them. Uh, communicate well with people and do well on their job he's actually teaching state policemen uh, and again he said Dell, if it hadn't been for that time that I spent with you and it would have never happened and then I think about Jackie Jackie way back uh, she was a school teacher Her husband got transferred with IBM that's how we met when she was in the Lexington area came a strong leader and then IBM transferred her husband again to Texas and of course she went with him, them and then ran across her a few few years later and she's leading a very large nonprofit organization of house mothers who take on banded kids and she told me she should tell the leadership traits that I was able to develop during that time allow me to excel. And grow in this position. And she said, if it wasn't for that, she said, the skill sets and mindsets I had as a, as a teacher would have never been able to to provide me the opportunity that I have today to touch and help so many people. So guys, I think that is just as much as a success as someone that you work with and you get in the foxhole with, and then they walk across the stage at the top rank position in your company. And, you know, every week I'm contacted by young adults whose parents or grandparents have worked with me over the years. And so many of them say, Dale, they would not turn you off, you know, those cassettes, the tape of the month. And it just made me listen. They wouldn't let me listen to uh, the last one. What she said, oh, Michael Jackson. So what I want to encourage all of you with today, and we're going to get into the meat of this podcast. We're not there yet. But the ripple effect of this business, it can't be calculated. It can't be calculated, the good that you're sowing into people and the ripple effect of that. Yes, I understand, guys. Every one of you listening to me hopes that your leaders on your team, uh, that they work with you and that you all are together from, from from now on. And we'll be with you and your company forever. And listen, I understand that. But sometimes things, some things are just totally out of our control, totally out of our control. And we don't know. There is no guarantees. The only thing that's guaranteed is we're going to, you know, if we're born, that we're going to die. And other than that and taxes, there's not a lot of other guarantees. However, I just want you guys to understand that the ripple effect is real. The positive impact you can have on this profession and everyone around you is real. And again, I know, Dale, but some of think, Dale, I just want to get rich and help a lot of people on my team get rich. How do I do that? How do I get rich, Dale? Well, the law is the world pays for leadership. Focus on developing your skill sets, your mindsets, your leadership abilities, and the right opportunities are going to find you. When you chase getting rich or you chase money, it's like chasing a greased pig at the county fair, which I've talked about before. It's almost impossible to catch, and if you do, it's going to squeak right out of your hands. So before we go any further, and really get into the meat, let me ask you a question. Do you have a hunger for personal growth and development? And I'm not talking about, oh, Dale, I used to, and that's why I've been able to do what... No, I'm I'm asking you, do you right now? Dale, I'm already making more money than most people ever make in this profession. I understand that. But do you have... See, the the competition is with the person staring you back in the mirror. And do you have the hunger to take your team, your team, the people on your team, to the highest level that they can achieve? And then I would ask you, do you currently, right now, have goals written down? Right now, do you know where you want to be in the next five years and say, Well, Dale, you know, you got to understand who you're talking with, man. And, and look, I understand we have an enormous amount of five, six, and seven figure income earners that listen to this podcast, listen to the replays. I understand that, but it's just me and you. You don't have to tell your downline. But are you, do you? Because hell starts when the person you are meets the person you could have become no matter what you have achieved compared to those that are around you. That's for all of us. You know, we live in a world where information is so abundant that sometimes what happens is we let our team members neglect the wisdom of the ages, ideas, that we today have been scientifically proven To move our life and our business forward, you know, as I talk about in great detail in ProgrammingYourMind.com. And see, leadership has a responsibility to much is given, much is required. And I've said it a few times, and this is probably, I probably got more positive feedback from this statement than any that I've made on this particular podcast, possibly, and I'm going to say it again because I just want to reiterate it because I think it's so important, you know. And I've communicated many, many times. I believe that people need to learn as much success principles from as many business authors and speakers as they possibly can because anybody worth their weight and salt, everybody's teaching the same concepts. It's just with a different personality, you know. But I believe in that. We're marketing. Uh, people need one mentor. They need one system, they need one focus, one mentor. And I believe multiple mentors create confusion. And I believe it as leaders, it's your responsibility to put the oxygen mask on yourself first. And I know many of you here, you know, you've got your you you know what you're doing, you know why you're doing it, you know where you're going, you have a focus, you have a five-year game plan, you know, you understand what your mission is. And of course, As life goes on and things happen and things change and it is what it is, you know, things will evolve and change in life all the time. That's why we all have to run when we can run because we can't always run. And, you know, I'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast you know, and this is not your very first session you've ever heard and you understand where I'm coming from and you understand my story and you understand, you know, that I believe you build people, people build the business that I understand that I started a little 600 square foot house driving a beat up Shabbat. You've heard that story till you're sick of it. And, and I don't, you know, so I assume you have a, a hunger Are you not listening. And, and if you don't, all the information in the world from as many people as you can get it from is not going to help you achieve your potential. You've got to create and maintain the hunger. And I believe there's a plan for all of us. But I also believe that it requires hunger for wisdom of the age of success principles and, you know, not world philosophies and theories that are taught by professors. And again, I'm not, I'm not throwing professors under the bus. You know, uh, there's a time and place for all of that. But I'm talking about, you know, most of you are, it, we're talking about becoming self made entrepreneurs and achieving what your upside potential is with the time that you have while you're here. And I believe that the hunger for wisdom and success principles and telling people and helping people, especially within this profession, has to be very, very strong. If hunger for wisdom of the age of success principles is required, then when building a team, what's the number one thing you can do for those people? Think about that. For people to reach their full upside potential, if it requires them developing a true hunger for wisdom of the ages, ages success, principles, concepts, ideas, then when you're building a team, what's the number one thing you can do for them? And the first is engagement, and you have to ask for, for accountability to be okay. Those of you that are members of the Network Marketing Leadership Development Academy, or the MM Training Club, you know no, first thing you do, we're working with a guy that's developed more five, six, seven-figure incomers, and anybody teaching today, um, do you want to plug into our systems or do you want to do it on your own? And you've got to get that okay because a lot of people have a real problem telling people what they need to hear. Uh, a lot of people have a real problem directing people. Again, that's why every one of you that I personally work with, I've recommended the book Leadership in the One Minute Manager where it talks about directing coaching supporting and getting people to appoint a delegation. And again, a lot of people that have read that book say, Dale, I don't know why you're so high on it. I can promise you one day you'll pull it off the shelf and it will be the biggest paradigm shift of your career because that's how you bring people down the road by playing ball, throwing the ball, let them throw it back, throw the ball, let them throw it back by directing them individually based upon where they are. And, and getting them to a point where now you can coach them because they know what to do and then getting them to a point where you can support them and ultimately getting them to the point of delegation. Guys, that's that's how, that's the best leadership book for network marketing that's ever been developed, and it was written by Ken Blanchard for Corporate America. But you have to ask for accountability. That's where it starts. Leadership cannot then drop the ball. You have to, as a leader, you cannot drop the ball. You throw it back. When they throw it to you, you throw it back. And when people quit playing ball, then you find somebody else to play with. That's how you develop people and bring them down the road. So, again, asking people, do you want to plug into our systems or do you want to do it on your own? They have to get engaged. And that's one of the first things you want to see. Can they engage? And they will engage if if they are being provided wisdom. If they're just being provided hot air and regurgitated crap constantly, that, you know, and they're not, they have no accountability at all, uh, then they will disengage. People don't care how much you know till they know how much you care. People don't care how much you know till they know how much you care. And, you know, are they engaging in your conference calls? Have they been through your company's back office and gone through and clicked the links? You know, are they familiar with and using your company's hero products, whatever they may be? You know, are they throwing the ball back? And, guys, that's how you bring people down the road, you know, and then you get them to a point where they're preparing to launch, and then you got to help them get their business launched into the marketplace, you know, 50 names they can practice with. And then, you know, once they get their business launched, they got to generate, they got to create leads, consistent flow of leads, five different ways minimum in their local market because of the local credibility factor that I've talked about in the past. Do they understand the concept of play one, play two? Do they understand that, that they can't sell somebody when they're standing in the post office uh line that they hadn't seen in three years? Or 13 years, or 33 years, about their product or their service, that do they understand the processes? Uh, play one, play two, and do they understand that they're going to have to master lead generation when they're building teams? They need a retention system. Everything that we talk about at mlmhelp.com forward slash core. Do they get that? Do they understand that? Is that what you're is that the process you're taking them through individually based upon where they are? Understanding everybody's going to move at different points, different paces, and everybody's going to have different hurdles that as a leader you have to help identify and help them jump over during this process. This is a leadership development business period in the story. Creating game engagement in today's world, is harder than any time in history, and it's only going to become more and more challenging. As time goes on, as technology gets, uh, you know, five years from now, you know, things are going to get crazy, guys. And everybody just is just suffering from ADD, and especially entrepreneurs have entrepreneurial ADD. I've said many times in this podcast over the last 12 months, the ability to focus is going to be the most important entrepreneurial trait moving forward from this point in history. And part of that, if you're building a team, is to help those people get engaged in your world. And if they're too busy watching cat videos and doing all this other stuff and they're not engaged in that, which is going to move their life and their business forward, that's the challenge. And what happens is people get engaged and then they get impatient because they think that this is some type of lottery game, you know, that they're going to scratch the ticket and all of a sudden $100 bills are going to start flying out of their distributor kit. And they don't understand this is a business. It's not a hobby. Hobbies are supposed to cost you money. So impatience leads to the search. Good people end up getting impatient and start searching for foo dust. The number of people that started listening to the, my podcast, you know, three years ago and now are coming back and saying, Dale, man, I just bought Fufu Dust, hook, line and sinker, but I'm back and I'm plugged in and I, I get it now. You know, I, I hope that that's not required. And I know that it's not. But but uh, but that's happening the, the weekly for us. Just weekly. It's just it's just really it, it which which. Is somewhat predictable, especially if they've never been involved in this profession before, because impatience leads to the search of foo foo dust. And unfortunately, the industry is full of foo foo dust salespeople that will tell people what they want to hear so they can sell them what they want to sell them. So the expanding of comfort zones is required for 97% of the people that enter this industry. You know, the easiest the easiest thing to sell is stay who you are and become wealthy. <laughs> That's the easiest thing to sell. You don't have to do anything. I'm I'm a lazy bum, and look, I'm a millionaire. You don't have to do anything. Just stay who you are and become wealthy. And, you know, the juice of life comes from personal growth. The juice of life comes from personal expansion of our comfort zones and, and, and doing things that we, at one point, didn't think we would able, ever be able to do. Uh, and unfortunately, I think society is a, in general is really evolving into a, uh, victim, victim slash helpless world. where we're, we're, and you see this a lot politically and in every different business model out there because it's much easier. To sell people what they think they need instead of telling them what they really need to hear, it's it's a much better business model if all you're focused on is getting yours and how much how many votes you can get or how much money you can make. So you, you watch because it's it's becoming very distinctive. People that perceive themselves to be helpless or victims are dependent upon the government are. A politician versus those that are willing to take personal responsibility, uh, internalize wisdom of the ages, principles, concepts, ideas. Uh, It's just there's a real uh, line being drawn in the sand. And again, I don't want to go too far down this road, but it's pretty obvious if you just set back and look at it. Wisdom of the ages must be internalized and implemented. Knowledge without action leads to self-delusion. How many people engage in the beginning when they start on your team? Why aren't they engaging? And see, in many, many, for many reasons, it is indicative of the society in which we live. But as a leader, did you do everything you possibly could to get them engaged? You know, do you have an active Facebook group? Uh, you know, back in the day, I really didn't understand engagement. At, at, you know, engagement wasn't talked about. But back in the day, when when people first joined, I gave them four audio cassettes. And it was all about the Hero products and the history of the company and Dr. Forshackley. And I gave them four And when they finished listening to those four, I asked them to bring them back to me, and then I would give them the next four. And I wanted to get everybody through 12 audios. The next group talked about was a lot of success stories, a lot of average people with above-average desire who had created unbelievable success. And so that was the engagement process way back when, and I hadn't even thought about that, honestly, until recently. But back in the day, you know, there was a lot of tell-show-do. Uh, where you could do it with them. Tell, show, do. Tell, show, do. Do it with them. Uh, Not do it for them. Let me say that again. Not do it for them. Doing it for them is a trap that many leaders have fallen into. I'll do all your three ways. I'll close everybody for you. I'll do all the presentations. And that was a problem 25, 30 years ago. Uh, And it's even more of a problem today. You know, But Tell Show Do is not going to develop anybody. Tell Show Do, you know, is a concept that we really need to think about. Many, many people have created organizations that are totally dependent upon them. And I realized a long, long time ago that I wanted to develop five people to, you know, full time income that have five people, you know, who have just. full-time people stacked up on top of full-time people all stacked up on full-time people was really how to get this done and get it done in the right way so this is kind of getting ready to be a little bit of a mind tweak here Uh, if you just stay with me you know back in the day we did a lot of one-on-one presentations and we would when someone came in, we would give them their business presentation and they had places where they could implement their own pictures. And we usually, I mean, we did physical pictures, okay, and put them in this presentation, a flip book, and their own story and their own favorite product or whatever. But we gave them the basic outline and then let them fill in the information that was pertinent to them. And then we gave them an audio and it was just a recording that they could listen to over and over of me doing a live one-on-one, sit-down-at-the-kitchen-table business presentation. And we did the same with customer acquisition. You know, when we set an appointment, and we went down. We, we sat down, and we went through the product line and figured out, you know, where it would be a good place for people to start and as a consumer of the products. And we had an audio of that as well. And when people first started doing their first presentations, we did ride-alongs where I would go with them and listen to them do it. Because after that, you know, they already had the direction, okay, they had the presentation. They, they were directed, you know, learn this and implement your own personality, your own stories here. And, and then so you direct – and then you coach people. So during the ride-alongs, we could coach. So we would go with them. Maybe they'd have a couple of presentations scheduled with a relative and somebody they work with, and they'd go in and they'd be nervous and they'd sit down, and I say I'm just working with them and helping them. And some of you've seen this in traditional direct sales, you know, whether it be cookware or vacuum cleaner salespeople or, or whatever, knives, whatever. That's pretty common practice back then, even in the network marketing industry. When I got promoted into management after my first year being Rookie of the Year in the Great Lakes area in the insurance business, I did the exact same thing. Here's the presentation. Here's a recording. And when I hired somebody, they had to go to school. They had to get their insurance license. And when they went into the market, I rode with them right along, right along. So why? So we can take them from a direction to a coaching relationship. Ride-alongs. Now, I, would, I don't believe in one-on-one presentations in today's network marketing environment. I don't believe in it. I think it's a total waste of time sitting around at Starbucks waiting for somebody to show up so you can go through a pitch book. With online presentations, it's taken a big chunk of the work out of building a team. However, the ride-along created the directional bridge into coaching bridge. And I've had people, you know, that I've worked with one-on-one clients uh, in the past year, record their fo- their follow-up co- phone conversations just so I could hear them. And that's kind of a ride-along experience, not exactly, but it's the same concept. And see what we where we're at today is today many leaders and companies have, you know, they've they've got play one's and play two established. Play ones, play twos, established for their distributor organizations. They get this. Then you have other companies that are still putting pitch books in their distributor kits and and leaders that are trying to teach people how to use pitch books. And again, our responsibility as an industry and as leaders is to help people maximize their time. And I, I don't think there's any, and I've had this conversation with many Corporate officers, and it's you know, but they eventually, when they really stop and think about it, it totally makes sense. If we've got a good play one, play two online, why should we have a pitch book when all a pitch book can ultimately do is neglect duplication and create disappointment? And again, I've got a YouTube video on this, I think, that you can watch if you want. I'm not getting into that today, but again, I could. But my point being, the brain tweak is there's no ride-alongs happening, and at, or nor should there be, in the profession today. But because of that, engagement is falsely assumed. A lot of times we think because they've signed up, then they're engaged. And there's a lot, and it's falsely insu- assumed. And guys, as leaders, we got to take this to a different level. We got to really get behind the curtain more with individuals if we're going to give them a chance to learn, grow, develop, and become all they can become right now in this profession. It's really become a major challenge in a world where there's, there's so many people that lack focus, goals, a five-year game plan, and suffer from entrepreneurial ADD. Uh, and, and again, guys, I, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir. I know many of you get exactly what I'm saying, but I've never really talked about it from this whole ride-along paradigm. And again, gay engagement is falsely assumed. That's the key thing I hope you'll think about when this podcast over. How many people do you think that are engaged but but they're really not? And how do you really, how can you really check that? Because if, if they're not engaged, uh, entrepreneurial ADD is rampant and lack of focus is rampant and it's not going to get any easier Uh, in this ultra-fast-moving world in which we live. Now, gamification today, I believe, uh, is the answer. Gamification is a word that maybe you've heard, maybe you haven't. It's going to become a buzzword in the business community over the next few years. But gamification is the answer that many Fortune 500 companies have discovered. Uh, Companies like Toyota, Bloomingdale's, NASA, and many more to create create engagement and the development of corporate teams. Uh, The platform is developed based upon the latest personal development and engagement trends including gamification social engagement and much more gamification it's it's a buzzword that I promise you're going to hear more and more about in traditional business circles in the future so how can you gamify engagement on your team uh <laughs> I'm getting deeper as we go, so stay with me here. And, of course, through Facebook groups, etc. But the very important question at this point in the history of this profession and something I hope everybody listening to this podcast will spend some time thinking about, you know, gamification is not something, you know, you've ever heard me talk about. You know, it's something we've done quite often over the years. Uh, gamification, we've done that within our organizations quite often but it's been more out of instinct than it has it's been instinctively and not based upon science or not scientifically what I have found over the years is uh, once something has a name then it helps me teach it You know, then it can be teached if, I, if it's an instinct that's just within me It's hard to teach, but if if it's called something, then I can be teached and then then it can be teached again and it can be duplicated. And gamification at this point in time in the history of this profession is the word. You know, a lot of you, you know, if I talk about five levels of communication and and you're getting ready to go on stage and I say level five, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Communicating with conviction and emotion, not restating facts, not small talk. You guys have heard that, that training many times, many of you have taught it yourself, Uh, four levels of belief, four beliefs companies must have, people all over the industry are now teaching that Uh, you know if I talk about scratch them off your list, you understand that concept Uh, you know again I talk about leadership and the one minute manager a lot on this podcast directing, coaching, supporting to get people to appoint a delegation is the ultimate goal I could go on and on and on but here's a real, real something that uh, just an example of gamification, um, and again, we've done a lot of these. I've even thought about uh, writing a book on uh, contests and that you can run to for your organization because we've run different ones over the years, and some of them have been really awesome. One that we ran. Uh, We run this inside of a couple of different companies that we've consulted and worked with and we originally did it the first time you know back in the 90s but it was uh, over a, a set period of time usually from conference to conference it was usually announced at a specific conference you can create auction dollars and you get auction dollars for maybe being on a conference call you can get auction dollars for engagement you can also get auction dollars for productivity, sponsoring, creating new customers, getting a customer, uh, enrolled on all the ship, so on and so forth. You get different amount of auction dollars. And then the company, the last one we was, we were with, they bought over $25,000 worth of prizes. Okay. Uh, laptops. Books, audio programs, um, electric toothbrushes, I mean, you name it, over $25,000 worth of prizes, Uh, Amazon Kindle, and so on and so forth. And then what they did Friday night after their conference were, instead of bringing in Earth, Wind & Fire, some entertainment... They, we actually contracted and brought in an auctioneer, a live auctioneer. Everybody picked up their auction dollars when they checked in at the event. And we had a live auction, and we auctioned off all the different prizes and programs. And people could use their auction dollars to bid on whatever they wanted. You know, we, gave a big, we auctioned off a big screen TV and on and on and on, over $25,000. It's phenomenal. People still talk to me about that. That's one of the things that creates engagement. And, like, you know, as soon as you have the first one, it's like, when are we going to do another one? And, again, I've, I've worked with companies in putting these type of programs together. But it's kind of a gamification. And we've done many different things individually with organizations but here's the the kicker see if gamification if that makes sense for you the engagement uh can can be created through ga- through gamification then gamification must also ultimately lead to a hunger for personal development personal growth and not just social clubs does so that make sense so that's why you know we recommend i mean we with this company we contract we, we had a lot of our training programs and our books as part of the tools and the prizes that people could bid on because again that promotes personal growth so the idea is engagement to gamification ultimately needs to create a hunger uh, it needs to create a hunger for the personal growth and development within people, because that's the most important thing. in people's success path is to develop that hunger. Uh, about a year ago, uh, I was training an event. There's about 500 people in attendance. And over 100 of those people were leaders that we had worked with directly or were members of our MLM training club. And during the training, my my part on stage, I asked everyone who had their top three reasons written down and with them to stand up, pull them out of their purse or their wallet, hold them up and wave them up in the air. And everybody, you know, stood up and pulled out their top three reasons and wave them in the air. And when that happened, and and see, that's a form of gamification of, of wisdom. OK, so, you know, when that happens, like the rest of the attendees just looked around. I was almost in shock, like you could hear a pin drop. And uh, one of the people in attendance uh, was uh, a, a gentleman named Shannon Denniston. Um, and I asked Shannon to come up because he had his reasons. I had him share them with everybody and I knew what they were. Uh, But Shannon, when he was 18 years old, 18, he attended one of the national conferences our company was doing when I gave away the Dodge Viper. And he took a picture of himself beside the Viper and he said, one day I'm going to have a Viper. And, you know, long, 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 he was 18, long story short, I think he's about 39, 40 now, uh, this past summer prior to this event. Don and I had been in Mount Sterling visiting my sister, actually watching my niece in a play. She's a actress. And we'd went to see that and Shannon lives over there and I went and saw him and we talked and went to his office and there on in his office wall was his go board with his top three reasons. Again, he learned this when he was eighteen years old. And has been implementing his entire life. And by the way, his goal now is a Lamborghini, which I have no doubt he'll have a Lamborghini. If you want to hear more, it's worth listening to the podcast I did with him over at mmsuccess.com forward slash story 49. It'll really drive home this point, guys, of what I'm trying to communicate. Wisdom of the ages is wisdom of the ages. Success principles are success principles writing down your reasons. So I guess that could be a form of gamification. But gamification must lead to hunger. When a person on your team develops a hunger for personal development and growth, you've done your job as a leader. Let me say that again. This is one of the most important things you ever hear me say. And it's something that You've probably never heard me say before, because some of this stuff I'm learning and growing along this road with you guys. But when a person develops a hunger for personal development and growth, you have done your job as a leader. Uh, You know, some of you know Mike Patillo, Mike, uh, some of you have seen the infomercial that ran all over the United States that we did. Back in the day, Mike w- was responded to the infomercial, joined our organization. Uh, I remember he came to an event right after that. I think it was in Birmingham, Alabama, and I met him for the first time. Somebody introduced him and said, "How you doing? Glad to meet you." Going through the pleasantries, and I said, well, "What do you do now?" He said, "Well, I go to I go to college," and I said, "For what?" And I meant like, "What are you studying?" And then somebody else came and pulled me away, and I never talked to him again. I just said, for what? Like, what are you studying? And he totally misunderstood what I was saying. He thought I was saying, why are you going to college? And he went home and quit school, quit college. And his parents wanted to murder me. But long story short, uh, a year or so, I think after that, at some point, he came to work for me in one of our companies, and at, for minimum wage, taking orders, but he just wanted to be around the environment. Uh, A, he's the director of marketing for It Works. And I have no doubt if I called Mike right now, I said, Mike, what are your top three reasons he'd pull him out of his wallet? So... You know, I hate to start, you know, I've talked about Shannon and Mike, and I'm not going to get into all the stories because I could go on for hours and hours and hours about what I've seen over the last 35 years and all the people that have crossed my path in that to today are in and outside of the industry that I'm very happy to have supported them in some way along their journey by sharing truth. No foo-foo dust. No foo-foo dust, just truth, you know, not telling people what they want to hear, so they'll buy what I want to sell them. So, the path, guys, the path is engagement, and now we have engage gamification, which we've never had before as an industry, but really is a bridge to hunger for personal development and internalization of wisdom of the age's success principles. There's you know. Wisdom of the Age of Success Principles, they're not just cool quotes that Ogmandino said or Mary Kay said or or, uh, uh, Gandhi or anybody else. They're not just cool, cool quotes that we read on social media. Wisdom of the Age of Success Principles can be implemented, internalized, and they become part of who you of who you are becoming as a person, and they're life altering. They are life altering. They they're life altering. You know, and again, for me, it's being a part of somebody's success in or outside of the industry. Greg, who owns multiple lumber yards is almost as exciting to me as the people that I've seen walk across the stage that we recruited and trained that are now, you know, full time earners in the industry. It's it's almost the same feeling. When it's all said and done, what really matters is what kind of positive impact did you have on the lives of other people. And there's a lot of people that are delusional, think they're providing positive impact when all they're really providing is foo foo dust. That's the truth and especially within this industry. So just to kind of wrap this up, on on November 8th, uh, the official Take Back the Network Marketing Industry movement was launched in my heart and mind. Uh, You know, you heard the, the testimony from Bernita that we shared with you later, but the platform I mentioned previously, that's being used by NASA and Bloomingdale's and Toyota and other Fortune 50 companies is now available for the first time for the first time ever to the network marketing profession through an exclusive contract with the network marketing magazine Uh, I promise you guys will be really time well spent to learn more about this platform and the brain tweak that I want to leave you with regarding gamification and this platform is the platform alone creates organizational growth regardless of the content. <laughs> Let me say that again because this is important that you, that I communicate this the best of my ability. The platform, the science behind human nature, the psychology, Behind it. The platform itself creates organizational growth regardless of the content. Now, let me say uh, that the Network Marketing Magazine and myself stand behind the Wisdom of the Ages content 100%. But gamification to hunger is a real psychological progression. That people kind of start looking forward to. In in any environment, whether we're talking about corporate America with NASA, and you can imagine the initials behind those people's names in management, or we're talking about network marketing or anything in anything else. I mean, gamification to hunger is a real psychological pro- progression that people look forward to, and it's been scientifically proven to create growth for those that engage within many large U.S. corporations. Th- guys, this is something that you definitely want to check out. Uh, I understand many of you listen to this podcast while you're walking, your pet are on your way to work or jogging or whatever, but please, please make sure to check out this information. Uh, the website that will be up from... Real soon, by the time 99% of you listen to this, is com, which I think I previously mentioned. If you're listening to this right when it's released, the website may not be up yet. And in that case, you can go to MLMHelp.com forward slash take back. Uh, gamification is very important. It's very important. Uh, the question at this point in the history of this profession and something I hope everyone listening to this podcast will really spend some time thinking about, thinking about as it relates to their organization. The challenge is going to be how to gamify wisdom of the ages principles without developing a social club mentality. That's really going to be the challenge. And that's why the right content from the right people that does not pull punches. Is very very important. Uh, this is not a guru to followers business model. It's not, guys. It's not. That's what it's become. That's what it's become. But that's not what it's designed to be, and that's not what it's really all about. It's a leadership development business model. Business model. Your long term income is in direct proportion to the number of leaders that you develop on your team. The ability to gamify that development is crucial. And as I said earlier, it's now available to the network marketing business model for the first time ever and exclusively through uh, the websites that we mentioned previously. I hope that I was able to communicate the points that I really wanted to drive home uh, in this particular podcast, I hope you'll go back and re-listen to it. I hope you'll go check out the couple of websites that I shared with you previously. Uh, I'm excited beyond containment about taking back the industry because now, for the first time, really, through this platform, this gamification platform, through the Network Marketing Magazine, the path to accomplish that goal has become much, much clearer. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you more than I can say. uh, And I look forward to speaking with you next week on another session of the No Fluff Network Marketing Leadership Development Podcast.
1: Thank you for tuning in to the No Fluff MLM Leadership Training Podcast. To download the show notes for this episode, you can find them under the podcast section at www.mlmhelp.com. Thanks for listening. And remember, the teaching is in the words, but the learning is in the silence.